Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me is my very, very talented friend, who is quite curious herself, the mixtress DC Gina. Hey, Louise, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. We're together in the same room. I know. It's very the, excited. Very exciting. I feel like we're on an episode of, you know, we're on the um, musical Hamilton. Wow. You know, in the room where it happened. That's us, right? Um, as long as I don't have to sing. <laughs> I'm a terrible singer. But if you listen to this podcast, you obviously like something about us. So <laughs> I will sing the whole score. No, I'm just kidding. This is our musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> this is the last episode. And they'll be like, oh, ever. never listen to this again. <laughs> and the scene. How did you tank 200 episode podcasts? Really simply, I sang a song. <laughs> I hummed a tune. So... Let's get a little curious, shall we? All right. So I have some fun, but yet very curious little tidbits of wonderment for you. Are we going to talk about my 20s? Well, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> we can't. No. So did you know that Theodore Roosevelt had a pet hyena? No. Yeah. And his name was Bill. <laughs> he was a gift, apparently, from the Ethiopian emperor. And uh, oddly enough, that wasn't Ted, wasn't Teddy's only very uh, curious animal that he called pet. Um, he had a badger, a pony, a small bear, which I kind of get that with the Teddy bear part. And he had one one-legged rooster he called Peg. Okay, I made the peg part up, but he had a one-legged rooster. I was going to say, that's a great name for a one. How did that rooster get around? I mean, all right, keep going. I, it, mm, that's a good Where question. Where did he keep them? I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think his name was Pogo, actually. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good name, right? Pogo? Like Pogo Ball? There you go. So, um, oddly, Teddy didn't have this next little curious animal in his menagerie. And it, it it's a bulletproof armadillo. Yeah. How's that possible? Well, okay. So I'm maybe just stretching the truth a little bit, but armadillos aren't actually bulletproof, but their shells are. Mm. It's been proven. Um, Apparently some jackass, I mean, this man from Texas um, was hospitalized after his bullet that he shot at this poor, poor little armadillo ricocheted off and hit him right in the jaw. Well, I never knew he that about armadillos. That. He did. He did. I totally um, agree. Totally I've agree. seen a dead armadillo before from a car. Yeah, they're not car proof. No, they're yeah. not car proof, yeah, unfortunately. So from Texas, I'm going to take you all the way to Scotland. Okay. Why not? And that's because, curiously, the Scots have 421 words for snow. Okay. And try these on for size. And please forgive me if I'm all the Scots in the world for my butchering of this language. Um, <laughs> Sneels, which means it's going to start raining or snowing. Fiefel, which means it's, the snow is swirling. And this one's really hard. Flick and dricken. And that's really how it's spelled. <laughs> and it means a light snow. That sounds like some sexual position I haven't tried recently. Like I went to the flick and ricken and I threw my back out. <laughs> Moving on. Wow, that really got curious. <laughs> so all this talk about curious things brings me to today's designated drinker. Please welcome to the show the very curious founder of Curious Elixirs, John Weisman. Welcome to the show, John. 
Thanks. It's great to be here. Hi, John. I'm I'm sorry about the flicking Rickin. It was <laughs> Yeah, we should really stretch before that. <laughs> That's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my cheeks are already hurt. Um so tell us, uh, I want to jump right in and taste all your curious elixirs. Before we do that, though, will you just tell um, our audience how all this started for you? Sure. Um, well, I've been in the hospitality industry since I was, you know, 18, um, working as a waiter, bartender. Then I've been the part owner of a whiskey bar here in Brooklyn for over a dozen years. And basically... You know, I, I love drinking. I love flavors. I'm I'm a a, pro, a self-professed flavor slut, um, <laughs> and I like it that way. What I found though is that I was drinking too damn much, and when I wanted to cut back my alcohol intake, I didn't find anything adult to drink. You know, I had one of those crazy nights where I had 20 cocktails in a night, and I was fine the next day. Oh, wow. And nobody should be fine after 20 cocktails. Um, that's just way too far. So I realized that, okay, I need to radically transform my relationship with alcohol and just take it down by like 95%. Um, you know, I'll still have a drink every now and then, but I started Curious Elixirs because, you know, back in 2015, I couldn't find anything that had a beginning, middle, and end or had like that bitter or herbal or fiery notes that you have with like a perfectly balanced cocktail. So that's why I had to start this. And... Um, yeah, I mean, luckily, we've just seen that it's grown like wildfire and that there's just a staggering number of people who are reevaluating their relationship with alcohol and finding much like we did that it's not that alcohol is bad, it's that too much alcohol is bad. And we need better options for those of us who don't drink or those of us who, you know, are just trying to drink less. That's awesome. So tell, tell us about, so Gina's already jumping right in and we've well, opened number now. one. Wait, is that cool. the order we should go in? Yeah, yeah, go in order. Why not? Okay. Um, curious number one is a pomegranate, I would say, Negroni-ish drink. Should definitely be enjoyed with on the rocks with an orange twist. Mm, um, we designed it so that the citrus oil will mix with the pomegranate, the gentian, the fennel, the cardamom, um, the orange, all of these things that are in the drink. Um, to mimic kind of those Americano or Negroni-ish kind of feeling and mouth viscosity um, when you're tasting it. And so I'm interested to see how, you know, you all react to it. We also use uh, this amazing root that's um, called rhodiola, which is an adaptogen that helps manage the body's stress response and helps build, build up your serotonin and dopamine reserves. So it kind of gives you a natural lift um, without anything that is harmful or toxic to the body. Interesting. I can't yeah. wait. So that's why they're elixirs. That's why we call them curious elixirs is because they're not only something curious and adult to drink, but it's just something that helps bolster your body. Specifically, this hits the adrenal system. So, but I won't go too deep into the science unless you guys like really want to. No, we want the science. <laughs> but first, flavor first. Flavor mm -hmm. first. Oh, that's really good. You don't miss any... You're right. The orange is really good. Obviously, you're right. It's your product. But this is, um, it's really good. It's really, it is lovely. You don't miss anything. No. Yeah, and you can see how it's like, you know, we don't have quite the same viscosity as a Negroni because I'm trying to keep the sugar content low. 
but it's as much of a mouthfeel as we can get. And like the balance between tartness and sweetness and bitterness and floral, like kind of essence that you want to get out of a cocktail. Um, but while trying to keep the sugar, you know, not at 60 grams like you would in like a margarita or a Negroni. It's delicious. Gentian. I was like, I'm like, I taste tonic. It's gentian. I was like, I'm right. like, what is that, that taste? Yeah. It's so good. Oh, thank you. Well, it's just like, you know, if you're having one of those nights, like, you know, a big night for me used to be 10 or 12 drinks. Now a big night for me is two or three drinks if I'm like really going for it. Because like when you have alcohol in the body, like after that first 20 minutes, you're kind of chasing that feeling for the rest of the night, you know, and you're never going to get there again. You might just prolong the buzz a little bit. So the idea here is for people who do drink, maybe your third drink is one of is a is a bottle of curious or like me like I take off most of the week from drinking anything so alcohol metabolizes out of my system and I'm just like you know what fuck it I still want something adult you know I want something that feels celebratory or to take some stress away when I'm hanging with friends so I'm glad you like it. I'm always open to feedback though cuz we're we're always trying to make things better. So, so that's where don't have to pull um, any punches. the added ingredients when you talk about like um, the mood, mood altering piece of this is mm-hmm. the botanicals that you're adding to the to the in, to the bottle. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So, you know, with this one, you know, gentian increases circulation. So that gives you a little bit of a flush like you would have when you're having alcohol, right? You get a little bit of a flush. Yeah, and you get that tannic kind of mouth pucker. That's happening from the dried lemon peel and from from the pomegranate and from the gentian itself. Um, You know, with rhodiola, that's the one that is really working on the stress response system. Um, It works in a few different ways on the body, but the one that's most exciting for me is that it increases your serotonin and dopamine precursors. So the raw materials that become, you know, the happy chemicals in your body, it's giving you more of the raw materials for that when you drink it. So it's not going to make you be like, oh my God, I'm tripping on Molly. It's just going to be like, (laughs) oh, I feel subtly better. You know? Yes. Now, now that's a whole different set of curious elixirs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moving on to number two. Number two. This is the Molly. No, I'm just kidding. Well, in a certain way, I mean, Damiana, mm. which is, you know, the active herb in that one, that one's been used as uh, traditionally as an aphrodisiac. Um, but you'll see this has got like a spicy pineapple, ancho pepper, uh, ancho chili pepper, um, and a really good ginger burn. So this one really needs ice, um, I find. Some people drink it straight, but I think this one opens up a little bit better when you have, you know smaller ice cubes and like a twist of lime to, to really give twist, it the twist, kind of, twist of lime? dark and stormy. Got it. Yeah. I, you know what I, I, when just smelling it before she added anything to it, when you were talking about it, what I was getting was really savory notes. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, when you said the ginger and I, the pineapple, I mean, it smells so mm. good. Yeah. And then what you're also going to get on the nose there, you're going to get rosemary, you're going to get star anise, and you're going to get the Damiana, which is pretty mild. It has more of like a chamomile-like flavor. So, but Ooh. it's, you know, it's what we're really trying tart. to go for is balance. It's got a kick. You know? Yep. Yeah, a it's got a serious kick. and then a little kick. burn. Yeah, because you want that burn. I like burn, that you know? burn, though. Yeah, you want something to slow you down, right? 
Like when I want a fancy drink, I want something that's going to be a sipper, not a chugger. That's the problem sometimes with cocktails. Like they're too smooth and they just go down too fast. And like I always say, those are the dangerous ones. Yeah, because like, you're like, like when you put <laughs> ancho, like I mean, even like I put like sometimes like in a margarita, I put like ancho reyes, and like I can slug that. It's delicious. You know what I mean? Like I'll yeah. put like a little bit to make it spicy, but it's like yeah, it's still good. So you're like, oh, I'll just kill it. You know. And I love ancho reyes. That was one of the inspirations for this drink is like, can I make something that's in between a sparsy, spicy margarita and a dark and stormy? Like I wanted, like there's a great place in New York that had like a dark and stormy with a really long lingering ginger burn. And I'm like, what if I can marry that with the pineapple and the ancho of like an ancho reyes to make something like this that really has a beginning, middle and end. Like that's, that's to me what makes our drinks, while non-alcoholic, it makes them adult. It's so interesting, though. Like, I'm getting, like, this crazy, like, reaction, like, mouthfeel, and it's really kind of nice. It's, like, it's, 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 it's so, I'm so sorry to be so cliche, but, like, it's refreshing. Yeah. You know, like, you try, we try a lot of, um, you know, products that come out, and uh, I have to be honest, it's, it's surprisingly balanced, and, you know, have, it still has a mouthfeel, even though it's not, like, full of sugar or, um, you know, something that's like high in calories. It's good. Well, thanks for saying that, Gina. Yeah, we, we listen to our customers too. Like what you're having now, Curious Number 2, that, that has no added sugar. All of our products have no refined sugar, just the natural sugars from the juices. Um, but we're, we, a lot of them were saying to us, oh, we love Curious Number 1, but even that has too much sugar in it, natural fructose. So can you make it lower? And so with Curious 2, Curious 3, Curious 4... We've been trying to make something that is like full flavored and as full bodied as we can without crossing that 10 grams of sugar threshold, like keep it at nine or below. Um, so this one's at nine grams. And that's really um, hard. Like, I don't think people realize yeah. like a can of soda has 26 grams of sugar. That's a lot of sugar in order to make that carbonation or that flavor profile happen. And, and also mixed with, you know, um, sodium bicarbonate and then citric acid. So like, this is really kudos to you. Very cool. Oh, thanks for saying that. Yeah, well, we're that's always the balance. It's trying to get it to be rich enough without making it too caloric or sugar heavy. Because you know, you go to a lot of bars for for you know mocktails or non-alcoholic cocktails. They're going to use an infused simple syrup nine times out of ten, yep. and that's just going to load you up with sugar. So I'm trying to make something here where it's like it's also easy for the bar industry. You pour this on the rocks. You add the garnish. You still have that ritual but you don't have to have six different ingredients to make something interesting for people. And you don't have to take away from your bar program either. You know, it's just like, oh, here's an easy solution for you. Like I'm a bar owner. Like I wanted to make something that was easy too. You know, it's funny you say that. Like I, I had, um, you know, I, was, I had children uh, seven years ago, six and seven years ago. And like literally the only thing any bartender ever made me, especially like when I, I would go to like New York or um, here in DC or in Chicago, I still worked for um, brands everybody gave me a ginger beer and I'm like, yep. I'm like, okay, thanks. <laughs> you know, like, do you have any tea or something you can mix in nothing? Okay, great. I have another ginger beer. Or I would just like pass. Cause after a while, like be pregnant two years in a row with two different children. And he'll be like, I, I fucking hate ginger beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. coming back to warm up to it again. But, like, it takes a long time after, like, that's all your option is because I don't drink, and no offense to Coca-Cola, I just don't drink those kind of sodas. I drink, like, yeah, you know, orange sassafras or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, I'm with you on that. 
All right, we're on number three. We're on number three. All right. Curious number three. Now, this is where we start to get weird. Um, Because we're always trying to make flavors. Like, this is the one where I was like, let's try and make something that really doesn't exist in the world. It is our cucumber Collins. And I was trying to take some inspiration from chartreuse for some of the herbals. But we're not trying to make chartreuse. You know, that would be, that's already perfect (laughs) as it is. You know, we're trying to make something different that uses some of the same ingredients. So a lot of the florals you're going to taste there are going to be like the lemon verbena. Um, There's a touch of... Uh, Angelica in there as well, um, and ashwagandha. Yeah, can you know, we talk which, about that ingredient really quick? Ash, ashwagandha, yeah. what is that? Ashwagandha is amazing. I will say know it again. That this say it is again. Ashwagandha. Yeah. Ashwagandha. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yep. And it's an amazing, amazing um, Indian ingredient. That's where it comes from natively. I will mention that it is not safe to consume when you are pregnant. So ashwagandha, do not have curious number three if you're pregnant um, and don't have an ashwagandha supplement. And as with any adaptogen, talk to your health people before you start taking anything. Um, Ashwagandha though really helps for um, a lot of people, depending on your body type, helps them with sleep, also helps with mental focus and helps with stress relief. You know, the thing about adaptogens is that it's not a super well-studied component of food science, we're still learning a lot of things about foods and we're just at the very beginning of knowing. But what we've found is that this really helps. Like if you like CBD or you like something like that, ashwagandha is another great herbal remedy to help you chill out, you know? Huh. And that's that's what it's, it's really good for and one of the reasons why we like it. It doesn't have the best flavor though. It kind of has this kind of weird bubblegum flavor. So we're using our herbals and florals to kind of mask that like, we're not using ashwagandha for the taste. We're using it because the function is good. And this one's the lightest of all of them. I really, I but, like it, though. Actually, I think... I think I'm still, I'm still jamming on number two. Number see, two just really got me good. I think number three is where I've been. I, I really like this. It's funny, when you said bubblegum, I got a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, just like that, bu- like, that bubblegum mint flavor? Like, we have, like, bubble, then, yeah. But then then the cucumber came back to me. Yeah. Um, I'm saying I'm not getting... I'm, we use spearmint in this one as well to kind of to play well with ashwagandha. And then we're really hitting you over the head with lemon verbena and angelica and juniper to kind of give it that gin kind Ish. of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I really. I like the, the gin. I mean, it's, I also like your uh, slogan on the bottles. I don't know if I, like, it says on the back, shaken, not slurred. That's pretty good. Yeah, I love that. It's pretty good. I got to be honest. Thanks. I'm I'm waiting to get sued by the Bond family. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. No. All well, right. I, I think it's I think it's parody like under real. fair use. So, <laughs> no, so number four, just based on the top, it says blood orange spritz with holy basil. By the way, holy basil is my favorite because it smells just like weed, and I, <laughs> and I honestly adore it. And okay. If you don't even mean, um, understand what I mean by weed, marijuana. <laughs> and marijuana yes. smells really fucking good sometimes. All right. Sorry. I'm going to open it. Is that okay, John? Of course. All they're right. for you. All right. We're on number four. It smells delicious. How do you suggest it with the Yeah, this one born? definitely on the rocks as well. Um, this one, like, if you had blood orange, it'd be fun. But okay. the garnish doesn't... Uh, like any citrus would be nice with this one. It depends on if you want to make it 
you know, more bitter or more sweet, you know? Like, if you used a grapefruit peel on this, you'd be mm. like, oh, cool, it brings out the grapefruit peel that's already in it. Um, but it's a blood orange green mandarin spritz, so you get blood orange first, and then um, the green mandarin is kind of the floral citrus that's not quite yuzu that's coming over the top at the end. And that's just one of my favorite flavors that I've come across in the past few years. And I want to just... dump all my Aperol in that. It smells, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because like the blood orange and the spritz and everything. Now I just want an Aperol spritz with that in there. That's what oh. we're going for. We're trying to make something that is nice and rich, but only using real ingredients. You know, like, like this has American ginseng in it. So this is the one to have if you really want like a boost of energy. And then the holy basil will mellow you out in like an hour. I love you know? that. Yeah, so mm. it's it's a fun one. This is Wait. this and number one kind of like each month are neck and neck for what's the top seller. Yeah, I would say I really like this one. It's it's foreign. Yes, uh, three and four for me, but this one is so good. I could see this. It's funny is I went tequila with this one. Ah, uh, hmm. yeah, like a little Paloma. Ah. Uh. No, oh, so you want tequila and champagne and some soda water? Okay. <laughs> so, so you want to, okay. I hear where you're at. And I got to tell you, I, I mean, I still want to say that I like two better, but then four creeping in with the holy basil. I don't know. That's, that's a good thing, though, when you oh, just can't, you can't choose. That's a good thing. They're all John, designed to be what like, have you done? kind of their I, own thing. I, this you is know. an imbibing show, not a not a non-alcoholic show. It's good. Hey, both are good. It's all about finding that harmony, right? You so, know? tell me something. You, you know, using this as a mixer, right? We could do that for sure. Can we use them as a mixer, or is it can, is it solely like let's use this as? Um, hey, we're a we're a judgment-free band. People can use this however they want. That said. There's 90 million adults in America who don't drink any alcohol. Think about what a staggering number that is. That's a giant number. And all of these people are going to restaurants and bars and being underserved because there's nothing adult for them to drink. We got plenty of great options for alcohol and decent ones for mixers as well. But what we don't have is a culture that includes that for those 90 million adults. And for those of us who are not even in that 90 million, like I drink some but I'm in the 75 million people who drink one or two alcoholic drinks a week, you know? That's a huge portion of people as well. So while you can use them to be a mixer, absolutely. Um, I think that a lot of brands have already solved for that in a, in a good way. They might not be as complex, you know, or as layered as our drinks are. Um, like number two, I've heard from tons of friends like, oh, this is so great with Mezcal. It's already got some smokiness and like, and they do that, and that's fine. Um, but I think the bigger opportunity for you know restaurants and bars and people throwing stuff at their houses or business networking or theaters or whatever is how do we make it easy to have a good option for people who just want to drink less, you know? And that's what I would like to get across to your listeners is like, if you're having a house party, be sure you have at least iced tea for your homies, you know? Like, it doesn't have to be curious elixirs that you buy, but like... My dad went sober for 15 years, you know, after having like some serious trouble with alcohol. And he, we were at a barbecue once and they didn't even have water. They just had beer. <laughs> and he was like kind of flipping out like on the hostess, like you got to have iced tea or lemonade or something for people. And, yeah. you know, my experience has just been the same. It's just like, 
you know, let's make good options for people. And that way, like, and when you see a room where there's like a bunch of sober people, like having a celebratory beverage that is custom for them, it, it really is like, holy shit, this is an untapped market and it makes people feel good. So like, hell, let's do it. Yeah, you definitely have a strong demographic. I can hear your marketing background. <laughs> <laughs> your marketing showing. Oh. <laughs> My marketing is showing. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what I really enjoy about these is that um, it feels like as thoughtful as a cocktail can be. Like, it, it's not, it's, it, you haven't cut any corners. I think that everything that about a cocktail of what you enjoy about it is in this glass where it's complex, it, depending on which one, they're, they're so very different. And I think they're very thoughtful and very lovely. I mean, I can pick, I can tell you which ones I like best, but I, the, but honestly, I think good. they're all really good. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say it though. I, it's between two and four for me. I mean, I love the complexity of two and the little spice. I like all of it. And then I love the holy basil coming through. They're all delicious, but my God. You know, it's really kind of an interesting thought. Have you ever, like, um, made these frozen? Yeah, it's fun. You know, I would say number two and number four come out the best for a frozen. I like to do, but number four, like, if you add a fresh mandarin as well as number four and crushed ice, fucking delicious. Like, really good. Um, number two, I like putting it into actually freezing it into ice cubes or making popsicles with it. Ooh. It's out of control as a popsicle. It's out of control as a popsicle. I'm uh, yeah, the I've never the said day. those words together. Those <laughs> words have never been strung together before in my life. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Well, let's stick yeah. with the theme. Let's stick with the theme and do a little bit of a, like a low ABV. And I know originally we said we were going to do mezcal because number two... And, you know, one and a half ounces, two ounces of mezcal with a little bit of lime would be off the charts. But you kind of inspired me to do this in a different route. And I'm just thinking a little bit about how you said that, um, you know, chartreuse inspired you and that's like super high octane. So I think something a little bit easier um, that would kind of like maybe like give us like a little bit of a different flavor profile is like doing something with vermouth, actually. So why don't we do? Why don't we do this? We're gonna we're gonna switch things, switch gears, and we're gonna take number one. And I do love number um, four, but I don't have the right vermouth for that. But I do have the right vermouth for. Wait, you know what? Hold, please. I might have the right vermouth. But what I'm thinking of is a perfect vermouth. So perfect um, vermouths are uh, cocktail, which I love. Perfect vermouth cocktails are 50-50 of white and red vermouth, and you put a little orange twist over it, right? Um, I love, I like low ABV, um, you know, cocktails as well. So let's do a little vermouth. Um, we'll do number one. Let's do some Dolan. And if I have the white, we'll do a 50-50. And then we'll do, so basically the cocktail would be 25, 25, and 50 of of the um, mixer. I, I think this will be very cool. Or it's going to be terrible. No, I'm just kidding. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm I'm just joking. It's gonna be great. Hey, it's all an experiment, you know. I you know it it's kind of inspiring. Like I was like, oh, let's just dump mezcal in it, and then I'm like, why? Anybody could just dump mezcal in it. Let's use something a little bit more thoughtful. We're gonna use a regular vermouth. I don't know where any, I own this bar, and I don't know where anything is. <laughs> <laughs> 
Ta-da! <laughs> I literally, like, I don't know where anything is. After we reopen for the pandemic, it's like, I don't, it's like, I don't work here. All right. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to get a fresh glass. I'm going to do, I'm going to do this tall, I think. I'm going to change this up. I'm going to do something. I, I'm going to, I need a second here. Okay. I know I changed the whole thing, so now She's I don't know what I'm doing. Seriously perplexed. I know I'm not perplexed. I'm not perplexed. I know what I'm doing. I just need a second. Because I want another bottle of number one. I want to I'm trying to think if I want to do this up or not. No, we'll rock it. Yeah, we're gonna rock it. John, I'm very apologetic. I normally am not usually this like wishy-washy, but you, I don't know, now you're in my head. That's crazy. Most people don't change my mind. Hey, now it's all good. my mind's changed. Creativity takes time. That doesn't, you know, changing Gina's mind, you are an amazing it man, It really John. does. I'm oh, leaning wow. over, sorry. Please, <laughs> you're gonna have to deal with it. I don't know where the other, yeah, there we go. So while Gina's doing this, you have a fifth, um, a fifth bottle out, correct? Am I wrong? That's right. Yeah, we have Curious Number 5, which is in limited release right now. Um, it's definitely the most bizarre of all of our flavors. Um, it's a smoked cherry chocolate old-fashioned mm. using elderberry and shatavari, um, which uh, is another fantastic Indian ingredient. Um, but that one, it's definitely the most, it's for the most adventurous palates, I would say. You know, nice. we're using we're using hickory, we're using American oak, um, and we're using dark cherry, and then we're also using roasted cacao to have this chocolate note underneath, and it's definitely funky. You know, it's like one of those things where, like, you know how you have like a peaty scotch. It's not for everybody. You know, we were trying to make something that was a smoky drink that is evocative of some of and hits some of the same palate notes as a smoky cocktail, but not in a way, it's not in a way for everybody's palate. All of these flavors are supposed to be bold. All right. So, so what did you do here, so Gina? I, I, so basically I split the bottle. This is a 12 ounce bottle, right? I think that's correct. So I did six mm -hmm. ounces of the um, number one, and then I did one ounce of the... Um, Dolan Sweet Vermouth, and uh, just to take it over the edge, if you really wanted to get a little bit in there, I'd probably a quarter ounce of gin would be like a little heavenly. So let's keep yours the way it is. Let's add a quarter ounce of gin. I'm working, this is how I work through cocktails. So if you think this is like a working podcast, it is, because I literally am doing it now. So we're gonna add a little quarter ounce of um, Bombay to mine. Yours just has a vermouth. We're gonna do a little taste test here. Cheers. Cheers. I like it without gin. No gin, vermouth only. Winner. Winner. So yeah, it's so delicious. you don't even need the booze. I know, it's delish. <laughs> Oh my God, this product is so good. And this time I, I just did a twist, like you said, and not just like a piece of orange. It's very, very good. Well, thanks. I yeah, like I was it. trying to make it so you express the oils and the oils really do, like when you stir it, it's designed to play well with the, the citrus oil. It's really delicious. And I would still say that number two with the mezcal is probably amazing, right? So, so if you yeah, want to do something you, a little bit more high, high octane. 
Yeah, if you're doing something at home and you want to have something where like, oh, hey, my friends who don't drink want something, Curious number two is great. And then for those who want to have some alcohol, like if I throw a party at home, like I'll have Curious number two and I'll have a bottle of mezcal for those people who want to add alcohol. Um, you know, and then that's it. You know, we're trying to make things that are not only delicious, but easy, you know? Like life is life is stressful enough as it is. We're trying to take steps out for everyone. That's why we're importing ingredients from 14 different countries just to make something beautiful and easy for people. They are really, really good. Well, John, okay. you nailed it. Bartending, where are they going to go to uh, get this? Uh, you're going to designate your nacho for um, tips and tricks and low ABV cocktail um, ideas, um, or just how to get um, curious elixirs in your area. Yeah, we can have a link to you. Yep. Uh, so to John. Yeah, sorry, guys. Yeah, no, we'll have links right there for you. All you have to do is all you have to remember is designate your drink right at show. Make sure you have all the live links so you can get the product where you are. Um, and we'll let you make sure that you can find out what else John has up his sleeve. And when number five will be released are to the rest of us. John, are you gonna call it um, Johnny number five, you know, from like from uh, Oh, from a short the- circuit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I am actually a robot, so <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's kind of funny, right? No. Um, no. All right. No, we've got we've got Curious Number Five. It's out now. There's there's a couple thousand bottles of that release left, and then that'll go away for a while, and then hopefully Curious Number Six will be out um, in you know a couple of months. Awesome. John, awesome. if you're in the D.C. area, do you know where you, we can get this? Oh goodness, we're in about. 500 different places across the country, but the the best way to get curious is to have it come straight to your house. That's going to be the most economical way. Um, And we ship everywhere, um, including Hawaii and Alaska. So, you know, it's just easy to get it that way. And the best way I would say if if people want to try us is try the Curious Cocktail Club. You'll get a variety pack um, and then you'll get to see like, oh, this flavor's for me. Maybe that one is also for me, but I don't really like this one. That's just a great way. It's like what we sent to you. It's like try a variety pack, see which ones resonate with you, and then you can order from there. Um, and that's like 29 bucks, you know? It's not, it's not like so much money to try a few different flavors. Live life curiously, right? Yep. There you go. Again, yeah, his marketing curious. is showing. I know, I like it, I like it. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, it's time. Yeah. It is time. All right. Well, this is going to be a good question for you because I am excited to find out what you're going to answer. So in this day and age, everyone identifies themselves with some sort of spirit animal, right? And oh. you might um, identify yourself with I, I have to, a llama. I don't know, because you're, you're adorable and useful. And yet, you know, you provide for, I don't know, right? If you can identify yourself as one spirit ingredient, whether for cocktail or for food, what would that ingredient be and why? For one ingredient? Hmm. I thought it was going to be the animal because I was like, I've known what my spirit animal is. Since what does your six, spirit but, animal go? Um, snow leopard. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Has been. I mean, I'm, you know, they're about six feet long. I'm six feet long. They're white with spots. I'm white with spots. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, they like the heat and the cold. So do I. I just, it all lines up. Um, but uh, ingredient, spirit ingredient. Let me think about that. You know, if I had to pick one, you know, the first one that's coming to mind is ginger. But 
because it can be a ginger candy, which can be sweet, or it can be fiery, um, but it also is good for you. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if that's my spirit ingredient or not, but that's the first one that comes to mind. Then it is today. Then it is, yes. It's a good answer. It's a great answer. I love it. Yeah, sometimes I'm, I've got a little too much heat, so that could be true of me. Yeah. Don't we all? Don't we all? Don't we all. Oh, please. Hold on, let me take some of this and put it behind my ears. Yeah. yeah. What? I'm curious. What, what are y'all's? What, my spirit ingredient? Yeah. Garlic. Garlic? It, yes. Awesome. It can be sweet, burny, roasted. It's like me. I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm good with everything, even a cocktail. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and um, I do believe I'm agave. Yep. Ooh. I love tequila. I love that it can be a little smoky sometimes, dark. Sweet, rich. Yep. All of yep. the above. I go well with salt. Yep. <laughs> Although mine will fluctuate every now and again. Every now and again, I think of something else for a minute, and then I go right back to garlic. I know. <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I was a witch in a prior life. I don't know that. Prior You're life. You're big on the G's there. <laughs> Agave, garlic, ginger. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. all G's. We're GGG. I mean. The three G's. Here we go. So that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even. <laughs> I did not think of that. All right, John. On that note, cheers. 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 Thanks for Thank hanging you. out with us. Salud. 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 The Designated Drinker Show is produced by Missing Link, a podcast media company that is dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia, led by skilled caregivers Bobby and Mike Carducci. Now, if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy the theater, check out Between Acts an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and everything in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows. Your review helps our shows reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company. That's missinglink.company.